Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Saint Show Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures, and so many things to discuss with you today. Uh, welcome, welcome. On uh, Saturday, I reached out to my pal Ben Glaze, and I go, "Look, you should uh, join me at um, Berlin Raceway. What do you say?" And he's like, "Of course, it sounds awesome." And uh, so it was Diana, uh, Sherry, which is my uh, wife backup, I've talked about before, and uh, Benjamin and myself. Off we go to the races. Sherry has never been to the races. And my God, uh, she had so much fun. It was great to see her enjoying herself. And um, we had these like pit passes, you know, it's a wristband and then... In between races, after a race finishes, you uh, walk across the track and you can wander around and see the things that go on in the pits with these drivers. And um, 
So that was pretty cool. I ran into uh, Adam Kasari, who is, uh, he, he listens to the show, and he's one of the drivers. He was driving a, um, what is it called? Because he drives a limited late model uh, sportsman class. Somebody had a sportsman car. I think it's what, those are like older piece of shit ones. I shouldn't say that. Anyway, he's driving a sportsman and his buddy had, he goes, yeah, you can drive this. uh, Just don't wreck it. Either win or wreck it. So he wrecked it. Like he actually put it into the wall at one point. Um, so off we go. And then we're walking through the pits and we get over to the area where this legend, uh, is the pace car, pace truck driver. His name's Gary. He's an old timer who basically, um, is waiting outside of the truck for the race to begin to lead the the field out on the pace truck. And he's just like smoking his ass off the whole time waiting, uh, uh, scoping hot chicks. He's an older dude, you know, and uh, you can do that. And uh, we're just standing there getting ready to watch the race start. And some really energetic lady comes up to us uh, and says, Hey, are you, are you going to be in the pace car or the uh, pace truck? Are you in the pace truck? Be uh, cause they, they give like rides. And, uh, I was like, uh, no, um, our, and she goes, do you want to? And so I look at Diana and Sherry, I go, you're going to love that. You're going to love this. Cause I've been in, in it before and it's very exciting to be in the pace truck. I go, well, can you fit? Yeah, we can fit y'all in. So this, this chick is, her name is Julie and, uh, and us four in the back seat of this big ass pickup and Gary, the legendary uh, driver, you know, leading us out. And we, we lead the field out of these cars. And I find out that this Julie chick, her brother is one of the drivers and he's starting like second row, um, outside. And, uh, she goes, yeah, he, he should have won earlier, but, uh, so-and-so, uh, uh, ran into him and it, it fucked everything up. So he's looking for redemption now. I, I, and I go, all right, he's going to win. He's going to win. His name is Brian Tomei. And this is Julie Tomei, his sister. And uh, uh, Ben immediately was like, God, she's cute. And then he goes, uh, she looks familiar. And I go, yeah? And he goes, yeah. So we find out later she's like a dental hygienist. She like cleans his teeth for him. He couldn't he couldn't place it. But off we go. We're cruising around the track, uh, getting him started. And then uh, you get to a certain point where the truck has to veer off. And he pulls a hard left. And then everybody goes flying to one side. It's incredible. And then the racers take off. Well, the guy, Brian Tomei, he ends up winning the race. Oh, my God. So we kind of wander over there to the winner's circle. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it, was, it was great. He was very excited. We got, to, we got to take a nice picture with him. It was, it was a lot of fun. Good time out there at Berlin. And um, so it was like a first-timer for our pal Sherry. And she said she just had such a blast. Uh, it was absolutely great. Thanks again to the folks at Berlin. They always make, uh, they're always very accommodating to your old pal easy. And, uh, they entertain us very well. Um, as the weekend progressed, one of the things that was kind of like captivating me was, um, I think on Saturday morning, I woke up and I had an email from Nate, formerly of Grand Haven, Michigan. Now he lives somewhere in Kentucky. And uh, out of the blue, he sends me, here is the new, I always make fun of him for being a hilljack, you know. He's one of the MAGA pieces of shit who doesn't get butt hurt when I call him a MAGA piece of shit, you know. He understands that this is the show, grain of salt, all that stuff. 
um, you know, most of the MAGA pieces of shit are are child, uh, childlike, and and they're they're very snowflake like, and they get all butt hurt when I tell them that they're pieces of shit, which should be a term of endearment coming from me. You know, like a badge of honor. Anyway, Nate says, this is the new thousand yard stare dirt people anthem that you will hate and have to rip. And yes, this is now in my playlist on loop with try that in a small town. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I see a a thumbnail of uh, some dude with a beard really like uh, getting after it. He's got a, a resonator guitar. And uh, a microphone, and it looks like he's out in the woods. I click on it. I play about a minute of it, and uh, I don't. I didn't really have time to get into it, but right away, I was like, "Oh, I actually like this. This is actually very, very good. I can't wait to unpack this a little further later on. Uh, I've got something to do right now." But I immediately responded to Nate, and I said, "I like it. This is a good songwriter, a uh, good performer." So, uh, no, I'm not about to make fun of that. But what I don't know is I was seeing Oliver Anthony. Now, here's the background of this dude, Oliver Anthony. He lives in a community called Farmville, Virginia. I think he's a farmer. He lives in a mobile home with three dogs in the middle of nowhere. Very much Fear Bunker North-esque. Um, this is an incredible story. I just, I just, I just love this. Um, so like, uh, for the past few months, he would set up his cell phone and, uh, play his guitar and sing and then post the video to like YouTube. And, um, you know, it get a little traction, uh, leading up to last week, August 8th, he had about 1500 people that followed him on Facebook. So he had, he built a, a nice, respectable following of people and, um, then he met up with a group called Radio WV, Radio West Virginia. It's a YouTube page. And they said, hey, we need to get you, um, we're, we're going to set up a mic and we're going to record you in the same setting, middle of the woods, with your guitar. And I mean, it, it literally, this one particular song that has caught fire and set the world on fire, it's gone around the world five times, is uh, he's, he's on his property there's three German Shepherd dogs, a deer blind, long grass. It, it's very much Fear Bunker North. And, uh, okay, so he records it. And then um, it was released August 8th. Nearly overnight, it goes ridiculously viral. This particular video that I even, uh, I was so excited for him that I reviewed it here because it's, it's that good. It's really, really great. Uh, this dude has written an anthem for like the working class soul. Okay. And, um, he's, uh, annoyed with low pay and taxation and th- you know, all the, all the, all the key points that can uh, move the meter and just cut through all the bullshit. So, holy fuck. It, uh, it, it took off Oliver Anthony's song, rich men North of Richmond, which is Washington, DC, uh, is a three and a half minute anthem to, uh, 
about this exact thing. Well, uh, very quickly, it goes, it takes off. And um, like last night, I went to bed. It had like seven and a half million views on YouTube. Now it's at eight and a half million views. Um, On August 7th, the day before it was even released, he had the presence of mind to record a video. It's a 10-minute, hey, getting to know this guy. And he just shot it in his car. Everything's low-tech, you know? And uh, he just wanted to say what his song was about and uh, and what he was about. So it uh, he makes it very clear that uh, he's not a political dude and this, uh, he is very right down the middle. Um, so there is no political allegiance in anything in this in this song, it's just him bitching because he uh, he has to work very hard for very little pay, and um, he's also concerned with human trafficking, uh, young people being um, uh, used in the system as prostitutes, and he's also concerned about uh, suicide rates among young people. That's he touches on that in the song, and he touches on uh, uh, people who. Um, abuse welfare the uh, welfare system uh, he actually uh, points a finger directly at someone who's a fat fuck now I'm gonna go over it all again I'm gonna actually play it again I covered it yesterday I actually did a special video just for this exact song because I was so excited for him for this song I wanted to get on uh, the Oliver Anthony wagon as quickly as possible because he's fucking cool the dude is just badass. So, before I get to that though, he already had a um an appearance scheduled for yesterday at a farmers market uh somewhere in the south. I think it might have been somewhere in North Carolina. And um he says in one of his videos that he goes I, I can't believe this. Last time I was here months ago, I I there was 20 people here. Um People came from all across the United States to this one farmer's market. All right. And there's uh, thousands of cars, 3,000 plus cars uh, at this place. Um, Covered 25 acres of land. People as far as the eye could see just to hear this guy and his resonator guitar on stage to sing his songs. It was a free show. I mean, he doesn't even make, he wasn't even making any money. Um, but this is, in fact, the send off to this guy for the rest of his life. Have this free show. And now it's, it's a license to print money. And okay. So, uh, he's on stage and, um, while he's up there, he starts singing a uh, song of uh, one of his uh, favorite artists uh, called In Color by one of my favorites of all time, Jamie Johnson, which that song was a mega hit uh, like a decade ago or something like that. It's it's still, it's, it's a staple of singer-songwriter uh, folk country. And uh, I, when I talked about this, I don't even like calling music like this country. It's more just its own format um, because country is always a uh, uh, very saccharine and um, uh, processed and manipulated. And, and sometimes you just lose the emotion of what could be a fantastic song in traditional 
country music, you know, but um, not so with something like this. So let, let me do this with you. Uh, indulge me, please. I'm going to share with you Oliver Anthony's song called Rich Men North of Richmond. All right. And I, I, I'm pretty sure it isn't even copywritten because it's so freaking new. So uh, I don't I don't think that we're going to get in any trouble from Twitch. I didn't give a shit at this point because I'm like really into this dude. So check him out. It looks like to be about 25, 26, 27 years old. That is a resonator guitar. That's what it's called when it has that uh, metal dish on it, whatever the fuck it is. And uh, this is his song. I already gave you the background of it. So check it out. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away, it's a damn shame. Just miners on an island somewhere Lord, we got folks in the street Ain't got nothing to eat And the whole beast milking welfare well, God, if you're five foot three And you're 300 pounds Taxes ought not to pay For your bags of fudge rounds Young men are putting themselves Six feet in the ground Cause all this damn country does Is keep on kicking them down Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. Yes. All right. 
So, dude, uh, look at right now, 8,735,016 views. Uh, Radio West Virginia writes, when I first came across Oliver Anthony and his music, I was blown away to say the least. He had a whole collection of songs that I could listen to for hours. Oliver resides in Farmville, VA with his three dogs and a plot on a plot of land. He plans on turning into a small farm to raise livestock. We have a whole mess of songs set to release of Oliver for your viewing and listening pleasure. He is truly special and notes his biggest influence is Hank Williams Jr. He wants to give hope to the working class and your average hardworking young man who may have lost hope in the grind of trying to get by. Holy shit. 42,433 comments. Ah, uh, I'll link all this up. I, uh, I beg your pardon for being so wrapped up in this guy. But I, I just found this to be such a unique talent. And I can't relate to a goddamn thing that this guy says. Nothing. So can you imagine if you're someone like him who has the same type of worries, concerns, and struggles? That would speak to you in just uh, an amazing, at an amazing level. Um, in that I watched a video of his, what um, he had a follow-up as yesterday's events kind of settled down, or I think it was actually a couple days ago when he realized that this, this song had uh, gone extremely viral. He said, I have, I made a decision. I am letting go of everything that I've ever done. And I am now only going to do this for the rest of my life. So, uh, you're, you're literally watching this guy's career like blossom. Uh, and he seems extremely uh, grounded and sweet and kind. And uh, with all of this attention, you can imagine that there would be people uh, dying to get at him to, hey, sign on the dotted line. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I'm going to go to all these places and I'm going to see you all. I'm going to come visit you. I'm going to go on a tour. I'm going to play, but I, 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 it's just going to take time. He says, I want to just take my time. Um, he's, he's kind of, uh, understanding what has, uh, what has blown up in front of him. And he doesn't really have to do anything right away because of what he's bought himself. So the, the whole world wants more of this guy. And he's kind of just like taking it as it comes. So that is, that is really fantastic. So as I understand this, um, he is at this uh, event that I was telling you about at this farmer's market, Morris Farm Market. Okay. Uh, people are there as far as the eye can see. Oops. Hang out a second. I got to take this. I'll be right back. Um, that was the, uh, vet, the, um, veterinarian, hang on a second, calling because they had a cancellation. I needed to get Lincoln, the cat in and, uh, "Ah, we don't have any, uh, we don't have any openings. So, uh, I had to schedule it for a week more on this later, but anyway, that's, that's what that was. That's why I wanted to take it. So that actually works out very, very well. Okay, so, um, dude, that would be Oliver Anthony, is on stage at this farmer's market. And it just so happens that um, uh, one of his um, idols is Jamie Johnson, as I indicated to you. And uh, he, uh, well, holy crap, um, he's on stage, Oliver Anthony is on stage singing the song In Color, 
like I was indicating to you, and then Jamie fucking Johnson surprises him and walks on stage. Holy crap, this is incredible. And uh, right when he's sing, getting ready to do the final verse, Jamie Johnson comes out and sings it with him. to that uh, so everybody knows the words of that song because it's old but this is Oliver Anthony same event before that singing that song that I was in, that I introduced to you rich men north of Richmond and the people there again no one's known who this guy was uh, or no one knew who this guy was five days ago and now there's thousands of people at this farmer's market and they all know his fucking song Putting themselves six feet in the ground Cause all this damn country does Is keep on kicking them down Lord, it's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me And people like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is as far as the eye can see that's uh i mean that that's incredible i I, i've never heard of something uh uh take off in such a way 
Uh, Amanda says, tell them to get UPS jobs. By the way, I don't think that, um, I think that that was, uh, for some reason, the whole UPS thing. They don't make $70,000. Zach says, if you want some real facts on UPS, give me a call. Rob writes, uh, oddly strange to hear you talking about my employer while I'm working at the place that you're talking about. That article is mostly bullshit. What it doesn't tell you is that to get to be a driver, you have to start as a part-timer working four hours a day for five days a week. After six months, you can then be put on the list to become a driver. And that can take months or years, depending on location. Uh, for fun, here's the new wages. and then, Well, then you got to start singing that song. He says, by the end of this year, I'll have gotten a $8 raise. Yeah, that's not bad. If you get in trouble, just sing that fucking song and uh, something great will happen to you. I don't know. But, um, man, that is uh, that is spectacular. I just uh, banned that, that guy who was causing trouble again. I don't know who that is. Trying to do a show, damn it. Trying to get these people to enjoy it. Here you are, making up fake, uh, fake names, trying to start a fight with my audience. Get the fuck out of here. Um, which kind of takes us into something I'll get into. There, the obsession continues with the uh, with the former Zaniacs, like that person who was there on our on the Twitch stream, insulting everybody and making cracks. Uh, that, that that's fine. It's distracting as fuck. So I just delete you. And ban you, but uh, it continues. Uh, someone wandered over to my subreddit and uh, and let me have it. I'll get to that in a second. But um, now this song is perfect in a, for a lot of reasons. I I really like it. But uh, the guy is smart because he's um, you know unlike me. Well, this guy lies politically right down the middle. He said that. I believe him. Um, so, but what that's doing here is uh, people are uh, grabbing the song and um, kind of like hijacking it. In particular, the MAGA scum. Now, when the MAGA scum hijack things like Christianity and rich men north of Richmond, what it does is it makes the left assume that um, whatever they're hijacking is also part of their MAGA scum agenda. So there's nothing that Oliver Anthony can do because the uh, more people who are MAGA scum are going to like this song than people who are not MAGA scum. Now, I love the song and I'm not MAGA scum. And I'm smart enough to know that the song is not a MAGA scum song. But MAGA scum are stupid, so they think that Oliver Anthony is, uh, you know, going to be at the next fucking Sound of Freedom film festival or some shit. But that's not true at all. He hasn't said one way or the other. uh, Well, he, he said he's right down the middle. He hasn't said whether he's a MAGA guy or a fucking lefty. It doesn't matter. And for the record, 
I'm I'm not a lefty. I am not a lefty at all. I am uh, culturally liberal and fiscally conservative. Okay? So in case anybody's wondering, that's where I lie. Um, this article, newly released country song, and I, again, I hate that people call it country, Rich Men North of Richmond from Unknown Artist instantly becomes right-wing anthem. Leave it to that crazy fucking bitch Marjorie Taylor Greene to try to fuck it up. Uh, The song is taking a right-wing spotlight away from Jason Aldean's song about lynching black people. Now, Aldean is MAGA scum. Uh, He wants to see black people hanging. That's why he made that song. We all know that. Anyone with a brain knows that. But, uh, by the way, I forgot to point out, this song, Rich Men North of Richmond, uh, went from zero to the absolute number one of iTunes. Like the top of the charts. Uh, As of this writing, it was 5 million views on YouTube. It's 8.5 million right now. As well as getting praise from MTG. She says, this is the anthem of the forgotten Americans who truly support this nation and unfortunately the world with their hard-earned tax dollars and incredibly hard work. Well, that statement there is... uh, is, is actually accurate. That is a good statement that she made. The title of the song seemingly refers to politicians in D.C. who Anthony claims want to suck Americans dry and have total control. Uh, with lyrics that tout some of the most common right-wing talking points, it's no surprise that the song is drumming up report uh, support from Republicans. Because your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end because the rich men north of Richmond. Uh, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pound, Texas ought not pay for your bags of fudge rounds. I agree with that. If you go, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, um, and you're, you're in line at the grocery store and you got fudge rounds, it should say, no, you need to go buy salad. Um, the song literally supplanted Aldine's song titled Hang Black Guys or Small Town when it jumped to number one on the iTunes country chart. Uh, Comments, this is not a song, it's an anthem for 80 plus million Americans who have been smeared, ignored, mocked, slandered, and robbed by their government. I would say uh, that would be all Americans, frankly. It's exactly how all of us are feeling, said another. God bless the hardworking middle-class Americans and God bless this great country. So you see, the song is getting uh, uh, hijacked by these really dumb people, really dumb, who are thinking that Anthony's song is like for them when it's really just a song of how he feels. But the gears on this are already turning. He's fucked. I shouldn't say he's fucked. All he has to do is keep his nose clean, not address any of the comments that are made about it, ignore it all, and just keep writing your music, and you'll be good. Now, it's going to be, Trump's going to walk out on stage, and this song's going to be playing. 
So that's going to put him in a unique position because if he says, look, um, don't play my song anymore. Well, then he's going to be fucked. Um, I don't know. It might be good to say my songs aren't for use by any, any politician. He's got it. He might have to actually have his hand forced, but believe me, they are going to sing, sink his claws, their claws into him. Ryan says just that the only thing he can do is be a great artist and say he doesn't want his music commercialized like that. Kent says Eric is a libertarian. He just doesn't know it yet. That's not true at all. It's not true at all because you uh, butt fuck libertarians are all about this whole <laughs> medical freedom. Uh, no, no. Get that fucking shot into you. Get that vaccine into you. I'll tie you down and put it right in your dick tip. Libertarian. No. I am the EZ party. Better than any other party that exists. Corey says that's what made me turn away from the libertarians. The whole vaccine thing. Right. They're stupid. Libertarians are the worst. Because not only do they not believe the correct things that I believe, but no one else believes them. No one in the population gives a shit about the libertarians. They're the actual bottom of the barrel. Oh my God. You thought Republicans were bad. Libertarians are the worst. Uh, Corey says the libertarian belief is if you're not hurting anyone else, you should be allowed to do it. But by not getting the vaccine, you'd be spreading the sickness and then hurting other people. Exactly. That's what I've been saying forever. That's why they're dumber than everyone else. Uh, What does it matter if you're you're hurting yourself as long as uh, no one else is getting hurt? They, They can't get it through their head. I have no party affiliation. I have the Eric party affiliation. Chris says that's all horse shit with laughy emojis. No, it's not. It's true. It's true. It's not my fault. You're on the losing end of this. Anyway, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because we got a guy who sings a song that says, God If you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not pay for your bags of fudge rounds. I can't think of anything more uh, fantastic. And by the way, when he was singing that song at that fair, 99% of those people were five foot three and 300 plus pounds. Like, fuck that. Welfare ain't going to pay for my fudge rounds. I'll pay for them myself. Fucking fat fucks. Hey, the government's paid for their... F- I pay for my fudge round. Why is the government paying for theirs? God. Well, I'm just impressed with the meteoric rise of Oliver Anthony. He has an email. It says, for press inquiries only, send them here. So I wrote, I'm just adding my name to the stack of 8 million you now have. Please join me on my podcast. Yeah, whatever. It's it's a, he's he's so this ascent is crazy. 
Um, I don't know how he's going to avoid, um, you know, addicted to drugs because of the uh, the amount of uh, popularity this guy has. Which, by the way, I think he's drunk too, uh, or at least a recovering drunk because he's written about it. So I just love that. You got to love the drunks, man. The drunks are what the are the best of society. The recovering drunks. Well, even the lovable drunks, too. All right, so there you go. Oliver Anthony, well done. Uh, thank you so much for being here, folks. The show happens each and every weekday morning at about the same time. On all of my platforms, Facebook, X, YouTube, and Twitch. But the whole show is only available on Twitch. I'm now sending the rest of you out into the world. That's why I need you to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app and search all one word Eric Zane Live if you want the full show uninterrupted. Follow the page. That way you'll know when I go live. Subscribe to it by linking your Amazon Prime. Uh, You'll have to do that on your own each month to avoid all the onslaught of commercial interruptions from our friends at Amazon who uh, support the platform Twitch. Or don't. That's okay if you don't. It's still free either way you look at it. Or um, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can uh, throw a few bucks at it and uh, get it commercial free that way too. But I barely talk about that. Uh, The audio podcast is available wherever you download shows when this one is done. Uh, you can find me, Eric Zane Show, um, wherever you download podcasts. I have a Patreon. It'll be a big fraud, uh, fraudulent Wednesday this week where we will be reviewing another episode of the No Please Podcast with our pal Justin Nettlebeck, who uh, a lot of activity for Justin because he was also featured. Carl wrote, we'll point and laugh at Justin Nettlebeck this week. Um, he was brutalized. Justin was, and, and well, he should be. And I have given this dumb twat every opportunity, um, to get ahead of this. And he's such a pussy. He won't come on my show. And it's like, God damn it, Justin, what are you doing? Cause either way you're going to get obliterated. And if you, Don't lean into it. It's going to be 10 times worse. So Carl, myself, Chris, uh, obliterated Justin. And then I heard from Drew from the Drew and Mike podcast uh, later on in the day when we finished. Uh, Drew um, is an absolute legend. He should be in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. A lot of what I do was inspired by him. And uh, for those keeping score at home, that is any old Joe's uh, St. Gaslight's uncle. Drew writes, oh, my God, what a total idiot. How did he last four years at Q101? How far has radio fallen? I wrote, I know it. Hard to believe. He also has no idea how shitty he, he is. You can tell his ego is very inflated about himself. 
Drew writes, just awful. I wish we could vote people out of the contest creation, out of content creation. Uh, when I heard, when I hear anything that bad, how many Patreons can he have? And then he takes Justin's quote. I can't believe I've gone from market three to podcasting. Drew says, I can't believe he was on in market three. I said, wait till you hear the story about how he got fired. I'll tell it to you at the magic bag. We're going to see each other coming up in September for a live edition of who are these podcasts. Get your tickets at WATP live. Uh, I'll tell you the date in a second. Drew writes, what a tease. I used to think you had to be good to be hired for a morning show in Chicago or St. Louis or Houston or whatever large mark, uh, whatever large market. And this complete idiot lasted four years in Chicago. How? Um, I'm inviting you all to, um, let's see. God damn it. Okay, the 15th of September, that's a Friday at the Magic Bag in Ferndale, Michigan, just just uh, north of Detroit for WATP Live. Myself, uh, the cast from the Drew and Mike show, Carl, Chris, Trucker Andy, and I think um, Ted Williams, Golden Throat, will be there as well. You remember him from that viral? He was a homeless guy, like has a great voice. They gave him a bunch of money. And then uh, I think he went back to crack and then he gave up crack and now he's clean. Uh, Ted Williams will be there too. So it'll be a star studded lineup. You can get your tickets at WATPlive.com. I don't think it's sold out. No. And you can get tickets for $30. So if you like, who are these podcasts? and you like this show, you absolutely must be there to attend this event. All right? There you go. Uh, Patrick says WATP was great. Linda says, if you don't like your life, change it. Get another job or a better job or get some training or education. He appears to have changed his life with this song. Uh, Ashley checks in. She says he's too busy spreading joy, referring to uh, Justin. Uh, Linda says, I almost don't want him to come on so you can keep obliterating him. Corey says, do most talk radio shows just expect a repackage just expect to repackage it as a podcast now all right so that's what's up god what the hell else do i want to talk about i don't even know where my brain is right now uh i think i said goodbye to everybody did i did i not i don't think i did okay i'll say goodbye to you now thank you facebook twitter and youtube all right Sign up for Patreon for free seven days if you want to catch it all on a uh, fraudulent Wednesday. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. 
at Eric Zane Show on X or Twitter. I'm I'm just not going to be able to get used to uh, calling it X. The open and live stream of today's show brought to you by TC Paintball. Uh, summer is winding down, so the kids are like, oh, God, we're going back to school. Why don't you go out with a bang and book an event at TC Paintball? tcpaintballgr.com is the website. Uh, go there and book an event for you and your gang, your crew, neighborhood kids, maybe your bros at work, bachelor party, you name it. Lots of fun at TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Kids Little League for the little guys who might not want to be wanting to um, play with a full power paintball gun. That can sting a little, you know. Um, but uh, if you sign up for the Little League, you can always use the low impact, low velocity weaponry, which gives the kids the experience of paintball without it uh, stinging as much. Uh, not going to lie. If you get hit with a paintball, uh, it hurts like hell for about 15 seconds. And then it leaves a well. Uh, our pals at uh, that are the Zaniacs are at it again. Um, at the end of last week, there was somebody on here named Krusty What's-His-Face who had been raising hell and just coming in here and being mean to people. All right, great. Whatever, I get it. I do the same thing. I I did the same thing over on the Boomer Bunker not long ago, but it was it was me. You I mean you could actually tell it was me. I was on there telling Lisa Kronz she's got a ridiculous haircut. I was on there telling Dean he's a fucking loser who jerks off, who jerks off horses. I was on there calling them all fat fucks using my name. Well, one of these pieces of shit comes on here last week and um, starts stirring up trouble with with the audience, and I let it go for a day or two. And then I was like, all right, I've had it enough. Uh, dumb fuck goes ahead and makes another fake name comes on here today. And again, um, starts doing the same thing. I ban him again. It's like, all right, we get it. You know, uh, eventually he'll grow tired of it. I mean, I did it once to the boomer bunker. I was like, that was great. And then they banned me. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, that's that. No point in doing it anymore. Um, Kenny says, and for some reason he's obsessed with calling me fat, whatever. But you know what? Kenny may be five foot three and 300 pounds, but he knows that taxes ought not pay for his bag of fudge rounds. I don't think Kenny's eating fudge rounds right now. I think he's kind of, uh, turned the corner, uh, recently and has been, uh, eating, uh, a more wholesome uh, uh, menu. But over the weekend. Zaniac struck again. That is a uh, Reddit post. I'll read it to you. So. I'm kind of lost here. I keep seeing posts about free beer and hot wings and Eric about who is the most popular. Well, I didn't do that. That was a post that was on um, the free beer and hot wings show subreddit. 
some guy wanted to see who was the most popular uh, member of the show and it, it listed them and whatever. Fun. This guy says, I mean, the truth is who gives a damn? And then, all right, that's, that's one thing. I mean, there was plenty of people who gave a damn because they wanted to see who's the most popular. I mean, it's just something to talk about. It's whatever talking point. And this guy writes, Eric can talk all the shit he wants, but the truth is his cocksucker is what got him fired. So I guess my mouth, my mouth is what got me fired. That's weird because he's talking about this, them doing these polls. And then now it's like ripping on me for getting fired, you know, going on eight years ago. No one's even talking about that. Then he says he's even admitted it himself. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I got fired. So what? But, uh, I mean, it's, it's settled down. I make a fair wage. I can buy my own fudge rounds. I'm not complaining about anything. Who cares that I got fired? I'm over here uh, doing my thing, still talking shit. What are you so upset about? And he says, but I'm sure his narcissist, he says, he has even admitted it himself, but I'm sure his narcissistic ass would never admit to it now. No, I've, I've said that recently. Who cares? Great. Eric Zane is a damn has-been. I'm still dumbfounded how he keeps the sponsorships he has. Well, I'll explain that for you. I charge them a fair price. I promise them an audience. And then the audience then goes and takes them up on their services or their goods. That's pretty much it. I can't really put any, add anything to that. He says, I mean, I would love to see his actual stats for how much business he brings them. I'm sure it's not a ton. Dumbass. Do you think all of these uh, fantastic business owners would just continue to pay for something and it not bring them any return? ROS? Wait a minute. ROI? Return on investment? What? Are you fucking crazy? And he writes, I mean, he screwed over his local people. Now, I, I was like, what does that even mean? He screwed over his local people. And then I got to thinking, I think that that means uh, screwed over local people translated as told a dozen zaniacs to go fuck themselves. I think that that's what he's referring to. Uh, screwed over his uh, local people. So I'm sure most of it is tax write-offs. I don't know what that means. I mean, he's, and then he says it again. I mean, he screwed over his local people. I just can't say people from, let's say, Florida saying, hey, let's call this number because Eric Zane said I should. Well, no, you're right. A lot of my sponsors are local direct. So they wouldn't get their, a guy in Florida wouldn't get his car fixed from Irvine's. I mean, you could uh, utilize tag accounting you could utilize the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. You could call upon HelloFresh for uh, meal kits or any of my other national sponsors or any of the uh, sponsors at my 
Uh, when my uh, audio podcast starts, you might hear like Pepsi or Buick or somebody like that. But whatever. I mean, it's all part of the big puzzle here. Seems to work for me. Why are you so concerned? Um, Eric Zane has never been anything special. I mean, really, he's a guy with a big freaking mouth. And most of the shit that comes out of it is nothing more than lies. Let's go to Big Bad Dick because I know you want to hear it. All right. I mean, his biggest content is his brother-in-law's stinky ass and his dogs. Oh, wait. I forgot his other content is talking shit about the older people in the channel. What, you mean like Maureen? Uh, so for all you new people who didn't know the room he uses for his podcast was built by those older people from the show. I think maybe he might mean old listeners. Uh, yes, this room, this is how it went. Um, these people helped me build the room and then they felt like I owe them everything. So that meant because they helped me build the room that they can just come over here and eat my fudge rounds. So yes, you are welcome for our hard work. Did you also know he invited us to his house for a pool party? But then after he decided to shame people for thinking he liked them. I'm sure you didn't. Yeah, that's Zane. He runs his cocksucker, then later on thinks about it, then blames everyone else. I'm a firm believer in karma, and Eric's is coming. You would think by now, after getting fired from Freebear and Hot Wings, he'd be more careful about what comes out of his cocksucker. But he still hasn't learned. With all that said, here, he, here is how I see it. You better thank the man upstairs. Because he probably makes a quarter of the money he did on Free Bear and Hot Wings. And for his wife to be okay with that, wow, she is a good woman. Because most wives would have been like, you stupid asshole, what is it going to take for you to grow up and be an adult? I'm sure this will be deleted. I'm sure I wasted my time writing this because the almighty easy will find it offensive or threatening. But I say the damn truth hurts. Once a douchebag, always a douchebag. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for 12 more minutes of of my podcast. You've done it again. Corey says, what is the name of this thread? Well, you can't miss it on mine. There's like 10 people that write on it. Uh, the name of the Eric Zancho podcast subreddit is officially r slash the Eric Zane show. You should be on it. There's 461 people that I could post on there that I have cancer. And no one would say a word. But 
I encourage, I actually run it. So I encourage you to go there and um, leave a comment about whatever thing. You don't, you don't have to leave it about this one. Who cares about this guy? But that is, that is just spectacular. I love it when things like this happen. Uh, Patrick writes, you are exactly what Zane has described. Your post is full of entitlement and ignorance. What you wrote was poorly written and is a clear refre- reflection of your fragile mental state and low intellect. This has the bigot bunker stamp all over it. <laughs> Just bend the knee and apologize. Trust me, you'll feel so much better. Zane's network of shows are on the rise and you clearly want back in. We all love Zane. He single-handedly brought Freebear and Hot Wings to the heights they are now. Which, by the way, Patrick, you misspelled heights in a post where you're telling him about his grammatical errors. So, it's H-E-I-G-H-T-S, I think. It's not H-I-E. With that being said, nobody gives a shit about the things you've done. I'm not listening to Zane's show grammatical error it should be z-a-n-e apostrophe yes because you went to a pool party dumbass anything you may have done was obviously done for the wrong reasons pull the scarecrow out of your ass so you can bend the knee and apologize aram writes i don't think zane deletes posts It wouldn't be an authentic page without arguments and insults. I have never known anyone who has challenged people to more feats of strength strength and lost than Zane. That is very true. This feedback, meaning what that guy wrote, provides Zane with an opportunity for self-reflection. Yes, my self-reflection is I couldn't have made a better decision than by telling all those morons to go fuck themselves. What a wonderful decision that was at the time. It was a little like, well, I mean, had to be, I hate it, but it has to be. Adam has it right. He says, Diana stays around because of all the moves. EZ comes up with, and by the way, uh, new moves are ready. They are locked and loaded in the chamber. And I said to her, she, uh, she visited me at Bosco's on Friday and Stevie and Amanda were there, but they were sitting at their own table and Diana showed up after they got there and they, oh, hi, how are you? And then uh, I brought her her food and she was there with her pal. Um, what is her name again? Jamie. I go, Hey, I gotta let you know, not only are you getting your food, but, uh, you're getting some new moves later on. And Jamie was like, ooh, you're getting new moves. And Diana says, I don't think so. I go, why not? So um, I don't think she was down. She wasn't DTF. So new moves are still waiting. Then I tried later on, on Saturday, new moves. And uh, she shut me down again. Kenny, who's kind of an emotional twat, writes, if I can separate having fun and making jokes on here from the real Eric, then everyone else should be able to also. 
Don't like Eric anymore? Fine. Shut up about him then. And stop calling me fat, damn it. I already know. Aram describes it as it was like the podcast audience was being represented by an unelected select group of people. Yeah. And they bogarted the chat. It wasn't fun to be around. Many people um, just didn't want to be around because of them. Ryan in particular. I mean, he's quite a wonderful contributor to the podcast now in chat form. I saw this other one on there, which I um, I left up there, of course. But I, I can't disagree with more. Uh, this person wrote, Ben and Eric should be done with Ben in the studio with me. USA number one said, agreed. My least favorite aspect of Eric's shows, it's when it feels like a chat room, a la reading the Twitch or the Zoom chats. With Ben in person, they could focus more on content in the room, but Eric is going to do what he wants to do. It's, it's his show. Um, Venga Chris says, I believed it started in person, especially with the first one being the big reunion and then Zoom originated during COVID and kind of struck after, stuck after for simplicity and ease, especially with the different start times and days of the week during hockey and basketball season. And that's 1 million percent true. It's, it's pure ease. Um, between Ben's work schedule, my work schedule, and what is always my changing work schedule, um, you know, a little racket here, little racket there, scraps here, scraps there. It's literally week to week. There can be no regular start time. And Zoom makes that a possibility. Um, I swear by the chat. That is my connection to the audience. That gives me a lot of perspective on the things that I talk about. Uh, and some of it is very, very funny. Some of it leads to some fantastic beat-ups. I mean, think about all the times we just uh, uh, rubbed poor Amanda's face in dog doo-doo. Or Kenny, same thing. I mean, and then all the uh, building the long-standing thread about those two boning. That all came to us from the chat. I wrote that's one way of looking at it. However, the text line is my phone line or the um, chat is my text line or phone line. Funny things that I think are worth reading can be read out loud. There are many funny moments because of those comments and uh, USA number one's not having any of it. He says, no way. My view on it is that it's the same few people derailing and hijacking. And I don't listen to hear them. If they're interesting, they can start their own show. Yeah. I, I just can't, I can't really get on board with that um, because, again, these are one-off comments that contribute to what I'm actually talking about at the time. It doesn't warrant a whole show. They're uh, merely adding to what I'm already talking about with a point of view. You should come on there and leave one, too. I would love you to be there. Patrick says, I don't know. I like the chat. I like being able to communicate with Zane during the show and reading comments from the audience. Sometimes it distracts me from a story, but I also find it easy to ignore it too if I just want to listen. Aram says, I think it's perfect the way it is. Thank you. Okay. 
Uh, this is all fantastic. I, I really like the vibe today. You guys are doing an amazing job. Uh, Amanda says, no, he's got a point. <laughs> uh, I like to, I go back to what I said earlier. These morons can't, can't seem to understand if you keep putting wood in the fire, the fire will keep burning. Again, I had not um, uh, been even thinking about the former Zaniacs. Remember, it went down like this. They started to pile on on Castaways United, and people said, hey, you got to know what's going on. They're going after you about KMK, and uh, they're going after you about Mike making dozens of scarecrows positioned all around his house for the We Hate Eric Zane party. He actually had a party, big banner on his barn. It said, We Hate Eric Zane. Oh, my God. They had like a secret handshake, and there's scarecrows of me all across the property. I think they anally raped several scarecrows at Mike's hillbilly party. Um, and I didn't, I didn't say a word about it. Then the boomer bunker talked about me once I saw all of that. And then I busted out this silly trope about you must bend the knee and apologize within 12 hours. The boomer bunker goes live and dedicates like a 15 minute segment to me. And they're all like serious. Fuck you. You hurt our feelings. And I was like, all right, now I'm going to, now I'm going to unload and did a two hour. Who are these podcasts style dismantling of those dumb fucks. And it was fantastic. Everybody loved it. It was great fun. I, I was very appreciative of all of that, you know? Because I got a, a great show out of it. It was so cathartic to me. I was up at Fear Bunker North and uh, it went off without a hitch. So that was just great. Again, none of that would have happened if these dumb fucks would have just let it go a year ago. It's been one year since this all happened. Go on with your miserable lives. You've got your own show to enjoy. You can sit and listen to uh, Boomer Bob with his stupid jokes. And uh, John Jamingo with his made-up facts about child trafficking, and they can jack off to Sound of Freedom. You got it. What are you? What are you worried about me for? It's everything your uh, fucking miserable lives could want. My God! But what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to uh, hijack the Oliver Anthony song. Don't go near that fucking song. Jesus. All right. It's time to go tinkle. Don't go anywhere. Corey writes. Hang on. Ben Clay's in the house. Uh, Ryan says uh, Eric's going to get a Twitch ticket for the beaver slaughtering video he showed. You'll have to go back and watch the whole show. He's being silly. Ben Glaze jumps in with, I slaughtered my fiance's beaver last night. What the fuck, Ben? Corey writes on the uh, Eric Zane Show subreddit, r slash the Eric Zane Show. All the former Zaniacs are pieces of shit with no social awareness and behave like animals. And not to mention that Dean uh, is allegedly a pedophile and pervert who hit on Zane's daughters and nieces, could be any Dean, when they were underage. Uh, I can't, I can't agree with that. 
I I would just say he's creepy. I mean, John Jamingo is the one that called him a sexual deviant. I think that might be a little harsh. Uh, that dude should not be allowed anywhere near a playground or school. Helping him build a studio is not a free pass to be a creepy fuck and show up at someone's house unannounced. Seriously, how are those people that that socially retarded to ever think that was remotely okay? Those loudmouth, ignorant POSs ruined the chat every episode, and the day they all went away, the show got instantly better. Eric should have taken the trash out a lot sooner. This is so true. The former Zaniacs are nothing more but loud, dipshit, dirty trash people, not worthy of the air they breathe. Fuck them. Wow. Uh, Joe Martinez is helping your old pal EZ today. My son reached out and he was dead. AC is down. Uh, so hopefully Joe Martinez will be able to get out there. Help my son and my daughter-in-law and my grandkids. Uh, Tyler says, can you imagine if those psychos built homes for Habitat for Humanity? They just come barging into these poor people's homes saying, I helped build this house. What's for dinner? So true. So true. Thank you to King's Room Barbershop. Three locations. Northland Drive. Byron Center. And of course, Rogers Plaza. Till the end of the month. After that, they're moving. Early September, you will be getting your haircuts at 821 36th Street. Also in Wyoming, five minutes away from the Rogers Plaza location, right next to the costume room. They're right there. Can't miss it. When you drive by in the next day or so, that's the new location for King's Room Barbershop. Uh, Andy and Colleen, uh, owner-operators who actually work at the stores. That's saying something. That doesn't happen at the other places like Jude's, and sport clips and Lady Janes. Uh, guys, get your haircut at King's Room Barbershop. Northland Drive, Byron Center, and Wyoming. Again, to the nth, end of the month, get your haircut at Rogers Plaza. After that, they are moving. Only walk-ins. Longest you will wait is 20 minutes waiting for your haircut. Uh, quality uh, versus numbers. More quality, less numbers. That's how they do it at King's Room Barbershop. It's going to cost you 19 bucks to get your hair cut at King's Room. You need more information, schedules of when your favorite stylists are working, go to kingsroom.net. Thank you to King's Room Barbershop. Racing this weekend again at Berlin. There are four weeks left in the season. Berlinraceway.com. What a fantastic time we had there last night, and I want you to be there. Uh, it's really great because... You know, it's dirt cheap, 14 bucks when you buy your tickets online, 15 and under, always free. Parking, always free. Beers are cheap. Concessions are great. You can bring in a cooler, a bag with all of your um, all your goodies. They will look in the bag. Make sure you're not smuggling any booze, Sarah. Uh, so you can bring in all your snacks. You can bring in all your soft drinks. No glass, no alcohol. 
Afterwards, there's a party with a band playing at uh, Sip Shine, which is the club that they have right underneath the grandstand. Really, really great. Fantastic environment. Great atmosphere. We hung out afterwards, and uh, my wives, Diana and Sherry, had a drink with Ben Gla- and Ben Glaze, too. Uh, just a fun time. Just a great time, and I, I want to see you there again. I will be out there coming up on September 9. And it's uh, Cole Lutz Day at the track. Uh, Freebeer's uh, wife's ex, Cole Lutz, who is a buddy of mine, is uh, going to be with me at the track signing autographs. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, he's a pal of mine, and uh, he actually reached out to me when I was at the track. And he goes, hey, can you FaceTime me? My neighbor's uh, 14-year-old son wants to meet you. And I go, well, hell yeah, I'll do that. And I was in the pits and I walked away from where there'd be, uh, I can do it without uh, there being a lot of noise. And, uh, and the kid, uh, he has cerebral palsy and uh, he, uh, he's there and I, I get him on and he gets a little shy right away, but he gets out the word meathead. And he, he just loves my dad. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And so I talked to him for a little bit and, uh, and I, he goes, well, I'll let you get back. I go, look. You guys got to join me out here. So the next time I show up here on September 9th, um, you're all coming with me. You, your neighbor, your neighbor's kid, your better halves, their kids, bring them all. You're going to be my guest in the pits. Does that sound like fun? He says, oh, my God, it's so great. Uh, So it'll be Cole Lutz night at Berlin Raceway. You can get an autograph with the guy who is uh, Freebeer's number one foe. Cole Lutz night at Berlin Raceway. I should get him on here and talk about it. You're like, wait, what is going on? Yeah, in case you don't know, everybody's pal Freebeer is married to a nice lady named Kayla. Well, Kayla used to be married to my pal Coleman. And we've hit it off. Uh, I introduced myself to his mother at first. And then uh, she introduced me to him, and now we're pals. So I get all the juicy stories. It's fantastic. You, sh- you wouldn't believe the shit that I hear. I don't tell you because I'd get sued, but oh, my God, the shit that goes down there. Of course, I'm going to get stood up. It always works out that way. He also supports me on Patreon. Coleman does. Sorry, ladies. He's not single. Your call has been forwarded to an. All right. We'll check check in with him later. There you go. September 9th is Cole Nut. I almost said Cole Nuts. Cole Lutz night at the track. I just made that up. Uh, can you tell the stories under the guise of any old free beer? Maybe one day. Uh, Kent asks if they do the crotch cut at King's Room. Uh, No, but if you walk in with a um, picture of Lisa and say, hey, can you give me a crotch and hold that picture up? Well, they'll probably puke, but then they they actually could do that. So I I take it back. They, They probably can. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast. 
the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right. Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app. And oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I think the story is about a guy named Glee Smear. No, that's not going to work. Okay. Update Maui. What an absolute disaster. We have an audience member named Benjamin West, whose sister-in-law has only her life right now. Everything's gone. That's where she lives. This is what Benjamin writes. By the way, there's uh, nearly 100 people dead right now. It's the worst uh, loss of life in the history of the United States for a wildfire. Hey, Zane, been a little behind on the podcast. Was able to listen to the segment from Friday about the fires. My sister-in-law, Kirsten, who grew up in the Jenison area, has been living in Lahaina the past seven years. Lost everything in the fires except for her car. 
Um, word on the street is most didn't get any alert because of how quickly the storms destroyed all communication. Uh, luckily she and her, they were seeing that that fire was moving at, uh, like one mile per minute. Like it was, can you, you just picture a car going by you at 60 miles an hour. If you're standing still, I can't imagine a, a fire traveling that fast. He writes, luckily she and her friends were able to get out before the fire spread to their homes. Some people um, jumped in the ocean. Like it took them to the edge of land and there was nowhere to go. So they jumped in the ocean and waded out and they had to wait in the water for hours. Some people drowned. Uh, Some of the neighbors were not so lucky. At least one spent the night in the ocean to keep away from the flames. The fire was devastating completely destroying 80% of Lahaina. From what I've heard about her, it sounds like it is even worse than what the news has been saying. With so many missing, the death death toll will be much higher than what we know of as of right now. I think only like 3% of the buildings had been gone through. Uh, As of Friday, as of this writing, none of the buildings had been checked, which will probably make the death count climb. And there are probably many people who took refuge in the harbor and drowned. Not to mention the financial impact as Lahaina was a big tourist destination and responsible for a large part of Maui's economy. These are There are some truly horrific stories from this event and so many people have lost their homes, jobs, and all their possessions. We're lucky that my sister-in-law and her friends were able to make it to another part of the island with their lives. And now they're being told that another storm is on its way today. Uh, sorry for the long message. Just wanted to give a little more info about what is going on. Thank you for covering the story. Signed, Benjamin. I uh, wrote, holy moly, Ben. Thank God your sister-in-law is okay. Holy fuck. Thank you for sharing. Is it okay if I read this on the show? Yes, you can share on the show. Trying to get the word out as much as possible because a lot of people are in need on the island right now. Lahaina holds a special place in our hearts as we've been able to visit Kirsten a few times while she's lived there. It's a very historic town. As well, so a lot of buildings are irreplaceable. We also built a GoFundMe for Kirsten to help recoup some of the loss. So if anyone wants to donate, they can uh, to that. I can share that for her as well. Hopefully, the emergency funding can help with that. Um, my God, there is the uh, GoFundMe, and I'll put it in there if you feel so inclined. Put it in the chat for you and include it in the. Um, show notes uh help kirsten after lahaina fires looks like uh it's been pretty uh pretty good traffic on there a goal of 10 grand 28.95 after a few days uh that's that's spectacular hello my name is kelsey and my sister kirsten lives in lahaina which as many of uh you know have heard was destroyed by fire uh, her house, her moped, and all of her belongings are gone with nothing salvageable. Thankfully, she is now on the other side of the island and safe. If you're able, please donate to help Kirsten get back to, on her feet and purchase the basic necessities to start over. She's been left with nothing, and her places of work were also destroyed in the fire. This has been devastating loss for so many people, and they need the community to come around them. Any amount helps. Oh, my God. What an absolute disaster. Corey says this many people haven't died in Hawaii since Pearl Harbor. That's probably true. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm just wondering how high that death toll will get. I, I certainly hope that that, uh, that is it. The loss of life is, I mean, I, when I say only, I mean, no, one is too many for God's sake, but uh, I didn't realize how quickly that thing just ravaged the area. My God. Uh, all right, moving on. The story of actor Julian Sands is now starting to um, percolate. And uh, you may um, recognize him. This is Julian Sands. He's been in a lot of movies that uh, you like. You see him in there and you're like, oh, that guy. Uh, he's in a lot of films, including A Room with a View. The Killing Fields, Gothic, Warlock, Arachnophobia, Naked Lunch, Boxing, Helena, Leaving Las Vegas, The Medallion, Ocean's 13, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, he played Jarrell in Smallville. And uh, on twenty, the show 24, he was a character called Vladimir Birko. Some more of his images. He went missing in January. After he went hiking, uh, Mount Baldy in the San Gabriel Mountains, 65 years old, skilled mountaineer, knew knew what he was doing. Uh, Snowfall up in the mountains. Nightfall. No one one hears from him. They're like, "Uh uh-oh. Tell authorities. Day day comes and goes. Uh, Julian Sands not to be heard from. Snowfall. A lot of snowfall. You remember, uh, it was unbelievable. It was like a 40-year snowfall that took place in those mountains. Oh, my God. They have um, all sorts of people out looking for the guy. Never turns up. Months pass. Well, at this point, they're like, he's gone, you know, but I cannot imagine um, that feeling of anxiety when you don't find the person that you're looking for. I always equate it to if I lose a pet. I think that that not knowing what's going on and wondering how much what's happening to the pet, if the pet is suffering, if the, if someone's taking the pet, if the, if the if the pet got greased by a truck, it just, it wrecks my brain. I can't even imagine if it's a person. I mean, let's be honest here. Pets are perfect. Some people, if they get lost, I'd be like, eh. By the way, that joke right there is the type of joke that that zealot that I posted on Facebook would say, this is how Eric Zane really feels about people. Eric Zane wants people to die. He's conflicted. That guy. I got to get into that again. Um, but uh, so he disappears. Family doesn't know where he is. Six months pass. And uh, there's still people out in the mountains looking for him. They don't find him. But a couple of dudes just going for a hike do. And they described it in a People Magazine article. These two dudes that found um, the remains as they're walking along and they found a boot. And then like a few more steps, they found another boot. A few more steps, they found uh, mountaineering poles. 
And then a few more steps. I'm not making it up. A pile of bones scattered everywhere. You know, animals get them like, oh, fuck yes. And then they found like a pile of clothing. Uh, they they went into the pocket of the clothing, pulled out the wa- the wallet, and there was an ID, Julian Sands. They found him. They found a cell phone on a rock. Cole writes, is he okay? <laughs> you asshole. Well done, Cole. Well done. Uh, hikers who found Julian Sands remains described the moment of discovery as surreal. Very strange. Bill Dwyer, one of the hikers who stumbled upon the remains. He was dressed like a ninja, uh, one of the hikers recalled. Strapped to one of Sand's boots were a set of micro spikes, which you don't use on uh, when there's just uh, when there's a lot of snow. You use those during during light snow. You're supposed to use big spikes. Um, I was a little shocked to see the micro spikes. That's just the wrong tools for that type of hike. Uh, they also said they were aware of the ongoing search for sands when they embarked on the trail. Hey, and they were actually like, Hey, maybe we'll find them. It's like uh, stand by me. Uh, they found the cell phone under a rock on a rock under a tree, uh, but they couldn't get any um, cell phone connection. He went out there. You're supposed to go out there with a GPS beacon. When you go on these hikes, especially out there because there's, there's no communication. So what you do is it's a rather inexpensive piece of equipment, a GPS beacon. Um, these guys, they hit their GPS beacon when they found the body. And within eight minutes, a helicopter was there. This is standard equipment when you're out, uh, you know, off the, uh, off the beaten path on a hike. It's insane to not have one of these. Um, because you hit that and immediately the cavalry will come get you. So whether he was hurt or something happened, um, they don't know, but this guy was absolutely unprepared to go on that type of a hike. You should always have a Garmin in reach satellite messaging device. You just hit a button and it's like, guy, here they come. Um, this person says, can you imagine that type of, uh, despair? hearing the helicopters, knowing people are looking for you, but having no way to signal them. I still have nightmares about that. Cause of death confirmed. Well, previously confirmed to be undetermined. Uh, The sheriff's office says we have no way to find out due to the condition of the body. It It was a bag of bones. There's there. There's nothing. There's no way to find out what happened to the dude. My God, that's a rough way to go. Shit. Um, all right. So there you go. That is the story of Julian Sands. Some people may uh, may have heard of him. But it's just a crazy way to go. My God. Thank you, Mitch, for signing up. Subscribing. I appreciate that. Uh, earlier in the broadcast, we were talking about the uh, GoFundMe um, well, just the last story for the uh, lady who lost her home, Benjamin West's sister-in-law, Kirsten. 
Another GoFundMe has taken hold from a story that happened a year ago. Do you remember the guy in the Burger King video who, um, he worked for 27 years at Burger King and they gave, they gave him like a prize pack. Burger King did like a plastic bag and it had one movie ticket in it. It had a couple of packs of lifesavers and, um, like, that's it. Like a free voucher for 10% off a Whopper. Um, and he was happy with it. In fact, on the original um, Instagram post, he wrote, loyalty pays off. He was very happy with his little prize pack. And he's actually showing his gratitude, even though the AI voice in the story uh, is indicating that it's, he shouldn't be expressing gratitude for something so shitty. For 27 years, and this is how they rewarded him. This is very nice. From Starbucks, thank you guys. And uh, it's like a lanyard. Uh, two pins. And a couple of keys. Chains. And, and two lightsabers. Okay, so basically a bunch of shit that they just found around the office they're giving to him. So it's good to show what they, you know, their appreciation for, uh, for loyalty and for all you've done for the company. This is my more for work for 27 years. Thank you, guys. Okay, so he's genuinely happy. He's, um, he is, is, is pleased that they um, are giving him something. And by the way, he's never missed a day of work, as I understand it. The story just went away, but for somehow it's been percolating under. But the uh, daughter of this guy uh, put out a GoFundMe. And the story just came out that that GoFundMe has gotten to $400 plus $1,000. Kevin Ford works as a cashier and cook inside the Burger King location at McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas. Uh, in the video, Ford holding the plastic bag with uh, all the uh, garbage, basically. And uh, all he had to do was just keep a smile on his face and act, even if he even if he doesn't care. Like if that video finished up and he took that uh, bag of shit and threw it in the fryer and told the bosses to suck his dick, uh, it doesn't matter. Because we have the video of him acting gracious. They they say, hey, look, he's happy with this, with a bag of garbage. He's worked there for 27 years. Now, I'm not, now, of that $400,000, he doesn't, he doesn't deserve one penny of that. Not, not, not one penny, okay? People who deserve $400,000 are people who actually do something. But because he was sweet and kind and happy with his lifesavers, his two ballpoint pens, and his keychain, and then went back to work like he normally does. That's good enough on GoFundMe to get $400,000. We all know that if you're uh, like a, okay, let's say you're a little boy fighting for your life and you're five years old and you need $5,000 through GoFundMe to get a life-saving medicine. And, and everyone in America can see the story. That five-year-old is probably going to end up with about 80 bucks at the end of it.
But if some guy uh, picks up a kid's or uh, a, a lady's purse and returns it to him, and she does a GoFundMe, that guy will get fifty or sixty million dollars for that. So that's how GoFundMe works. This guy has four hundred thousand uh, dollars. the The daughter did the right thing by um, tugging on the heartstrings of the world, showing the video of him happy with the bag of shit. And then she writes, "He originally began working at this job as a single father when he gained custody of me and my older sister twenty seven years ago." Perfect, perfect. You got to start with that it's single dad. He's in charge. He's, you know, uh, Mr. Mom. He has to work all these hours. Uh, Then as our family grew and he remarried, he continued to work there because of the amazing health insurance that was provided through this employer because it was unionized. This got all four of his daughters through high school and college with full health care coverage. My dad continues to work there because he, though he does look young, he's coming up on retirement age and leaving would cost him his retirement. In no way are we asking for money. Yes, you are. Or is he expecting any money? Well, then why are you writing about it on GoFundMe? Of course you want money. Yeah, you're absolutely asking. If you write this on GoFundMe, you are asking for money. You can't put something on GoFundMe and say, in no way are we asking for money here on this GoFundMe. My God. So they absolutely are asking for money. Um, But if anyone feels like blessing him, he would love to visit his grandchildren. Well, he got a hell of a lot more than that. $408,000. My God, Burger King did not immediately respond to a request for comment from Fox Business. Yeah, they, they don't need to. They're... That, that Burger King is, is wonderful. My God, a guy got, has been able to work there for 27 years, uh, have health insurance. You know, he's, uh, he's, this guy's so lucky. You know, he's a hell of a lot better off than Oliver Anthony. You know, can you imagine this guy standing next to the fryer singing, uh, if you're five foot three, 300 pounds, uh, uh, taxes ought not pay for your bag of fudge rounds. I mean, come on. I don't see this guy whining all the time like Oliver Anthony. I mean, all this guy did was busted his ass for 27 years, got a bag of shit, was happy about it, didn't whine to anybody, and the world just gave him $400,000. He didn't even have to write a fucking song about it. My God, this is great. This is even better than Oliver Anthony. And I see a lot of you are uh, leaning into that too. Uh, you know what's what would turn things around for him? A sad song about he's just a victim of the man. Exactly. But I don't think he is. He's working. Sir Bob of Oliver says, and what makes it even worse is it's in an airport, BK, not just your average shit, BK. Well, I think they're all great. Aram says the story goes along with the song lyrics we heard this morning. Yeah, I don't know who's more of a genius. Uh, Oliver Anthony, 
for writing that song to appeal to all of America's fat asses? Or if it's this guy. BW says, dude is grateful. I wish I had his gratitude. I imagine he's happier than most. Oh, you're not kidding. Gratitude is is, is the key to living. That's that uh, slogan I told you about from um, Ray Wiley Hubbard. The days that I keep my gratitude higher than my expectations, well, I have really good days. There you go. Key to happiness. High gratitude, low expectations. $400,000. So now he's going to retire. Uh, he has all, he has that nest egg now. And all he literally did was shot a video of him ha- being happy with a pen and a keychain and a pack of lifesavers. If you were to go back a year ago, I would bet you that when we talked about this, I said... There's going to be a GoFundMe. Somehow this will take off and there will be a GoFundMe and this man is going to get a ton of money. And hey, you get it how you can get it, but I, I'm not buying it for a second that the uh, the daughter was like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm not asking for money. Come on. Yes, you are. You need to be honest with people. Say, I am putting this out here because I want this guy, to, my dad, to have a bunch of money. Chris writes literally on GoFundMe, LOL. It's not Facebook. Tyler calls her a bitch. Says that bitch is lying to our ears or our eyes. Kenny adds, yeah, that should have been edited out. Uh, Kenny says, agreed to BW we could actually learn a lot from this guy he was genuinely happy with those lifesavers you know why because he knows he's got the low expectation gratitude high expectation low he had a wonderful day that day that's like being happy with the shit that you have and then out of the blue something good happens to you that's why it's very important to have a positive mental outlook if you sit around and bitch all the time like an asshole uh, you know, that's, that's what, that's what us drunks called the stinking thinking. You start doing the old stinking thinking. You're feeling sorry for yourself. Life's so bad. That's stinking thinking. You piece of shit. Get your head out of your ass. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. You heard me swearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Dinah needs help. I'll tell you about what's going on with the cat. That's what that phone call was earlier. So stick with me, and then I'll finish with that story. Dinah's taking the cat to the vet. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, Apologies, and thank you for your patience. A little bit of a wild-ass show now, you know. Diana had to leave with the cat. So I typically she keeps an eye on Darla. Darla likes hanging out with her more than she likes me. He's already she's already starting to pick a fight. Hey, no. So yesterday, um, I go walking up to Lincoln the cat, and uh, yeah, just scratching him under the chin, and uh, you know he's got one eye. Uh, the one was that had get taken out years ago. And I notice 
that you got the eye socket where there was the eye, and then above it is his brow, and there's a, a, a mass. There's like a fucking tumor that's sticking out like crazy shit. It's like the size of a bouncy ball. I go, what the fuck is this? I go, Diane, have you, have you noticed this? Hey, no. God damn it. Get out of there. This is how the show's going to finish. No. So there's a massive tumor. And I'm like, what the fuck? Kenny asks, is he growing another eye? I, that's what we thought. Is, he, is there a new eye coming in? It's just above it, though, and it's sticking out. It looks like Rocky Balboa after going way too many rounds with Apollo Creed. Hey, no. Stop it. She's always attacking Bruce. So, um, phone call this morning. Vet, okay, well, first opening is in a week. Jesus Christ. I don't know about that. That sounds horrible. I go, all right, I'll take it. One week. We'll put you on the cancellation list, though, if anything pops. All right. Sure enough, doing the show here. Hour later, boom, phone rings. Cancellation. Uh, Pooh Bear's got to be there at 1030 with Lincoln. So when she just came in, she goes, you got to get the cat. Uh, Oh, boy. If anybody's had to put a cat into a cat carrier, you you know that that's uh, sometimes tricky. And they always know, you know. You go walk, and Diana makes a mistake. She approaches the cat with the carrier. I'm like, oh, no. No, you can't, like, tip them off, dipshit. I go, put the fucking thing in the other room. I got my blanket, or bl- I got a towel. You got to go over the cat with a towel and then hug him because he's, he'll claw the shit out of you. So, uh. He sees me coming, though. He's tipped off because Diana already wrecked it because the car carrier or the cat carrier. Car carrier. Jesus. Kenny writes, Lincoln says, screw you, man. Last time I went in there, I lost an eye. It's true. So he takes off like a bat out of hell. I have to chase him downstairs. Finally get the blanket over him. He's freaking out. Ears. Sideways. Put him in the thing and she left. She's on her way. I said to her, I go, look, it's probably going to be able to be taken care of. But if anything goes south, let me know and I'll take care of it. Translation, if they say we can do nothing for your cat, I have to go there and put the cat down. So fingers crossed that it's nothing. There was a time with Daisy. She had a similar deal on her leg, like out of nowhere, a tumor. And um, so they went and they uh, they lacerated the leg to do a surgery. And it, it fell out like a Cadbury cream egg. And it was a totally encapsulated uh, with a membrane and everything tumor that had... Um, it was, it was cancerous and it was a damn good thing we got there because if it ruptures, all the cancer jizz gets inter, uh, distributed throughout the body and be, it, it infects other organs. And then that's it. Cat's dead. Dog's dead. So, uh, she lived for years after that. And no, no, no chemotherapy needed or anything because all the cancer was in the thing. So if that is the case, uh, you know, I just hope it's not serious, you know? With animals, I just love them so much. Don't want anything bad to happen my animals. 
Uh, okay, so that's what's up with that. Boy, we've covered a lot of ground today. I didn't even get to the air show. I didn't get to the creep at the Detroit Lions game. Darla, no! She just went crazy and attacked uh, O'Neal. Leave him be. No. Completely full of it. By the way, she's got like a major underbite now. Kenny says Darla seems like a huge pain in the ass. Well, uh, yeah, that that's the way it is with with puppies, you know. Uh, are they sixty nine again? No, we haven't had a sixty nine incident since the last one where she actually bit Bruce's dick. I just love this dog so much, even though she is a pain in the ass. Look at her. Look at that face. Look at that underbite. Kenny says bit her dick. No, absolutely. She actually bit his red rocket. She was the bottom. He was the top. 69 action. She goes... Because if you're five foot three and 300 pounds, taxes ought not pay for your bag of fudge rounds. Okay, thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Irvine's.com, ervines.com. One of my sponsors at uh, whoever that former Zaniac was said, yeah, did you, they can't possibly get any business. Ervines.com. Thank you so much. Centered in the uh, middle of Grand Rapids. If you need your vehicle repaired, take it to Irvine's. Darla! Fantastic place to get your vehicle repaired, whether for scheduled maintenance, maybe you have an emergency or something like that, they can help you out every step of the way. Stop it! Irvine's.com. Uh, you too, your business can be in front of 80 plus thousand downloads every month. That is the, uh, audio alone of the Eric Zane show podcast. Uh, if you want more information, send me an email, Eric at Eric on the shoreliners striping inbox. Uh, also today, a and E heating and cooling uh, spoke a bit about Joe Martinez, uh, helping me out with my son, uh, Jim having issues. Hoping to get A and E heating and cooling out there for his AC problems to be taken care of. 616-516-8579. Uh, don't fall victim to all the other scam artists in this industry. Joe is the absolute best. Family values, family owned. 616-516-8579. Whether it's a tune-up, whether it's a uh, scheduled maintenance, something's wrong with it, or perhaps a whole new AC install. 616-516-8579. And finally, if any of you need a mortgage, no matter where you are in the U.S., you got to call upon the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505 from anywhere in the U.S., the number one mortgage professional team in the United States, hands down, with a bullet. And they can back that up with statistics to show you. Mario Flores' Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. 
It is time for the asshole of the day. Who could it possibly be? Um, We talked about Oliver Anthony and his success. We talked about who are these Justins going on this week. We talked about Drew from Drew and Mike being flabbergasted that Justin has ever even earned $1 in radio. We talked about Justin being a huge pussy. Uh, We talked about the Zaniacs still at it again. uh, Or at it again, I should say. Uh, Going after your old pal, EZ. Uh, We talked about the fire on Maui. Audience member Benjamin's sister-in-law losing everything. Uh, What else did we talk about? Do you have any suggestions on asshole of the day? Uh, Okay. Kent says Mario needs to actually follow through with people who are trying to work with him. Do tell what's happening there. Have you, uh, did you reach out to him recently or something like that? Did, uh, did, did you do the, did you get the old fall through the cracks? Kenny says Julian Sands who went for a hike without a GPS device. Cole says, uh, asshole of the day, Marjorie Taylor Greene for praising a song that is written about her. Kent says, we did do that. Said he would email or call last week. Well, I am, well, you know what? I would have appreciated if you dropped the line uh, to me, but that's fine. Um, that uh, I found out this way. A little weird, a little bit awkward, but uh, okay, you do you. Uh, I will absolutely um, get him on that because I can't be on here singing his praises and then uh, him not calling you back. So next time, possibly a little text message would have been excellent rather than out here on the show. But like I said, you you do you. Um, anyway. Oh, your wife already sent him a breakup email. All right. My work is done. My work is done. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm going to actually go with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I appreciate you for being, stepping up and being the asshole of the day. uh, Thanks to TC Paintball. Folks, that is going to do it for me. You are the best as usual. Join me on Patreon for more podcasting. Sign up free for seven days. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Till next time, folks, have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.